0: everyone my name is victoria friedrich it's been a hot minute but we are coming at you with a brand new episode of know your onions hacks for working across cultures every episode we get to pick the brains of our inspiring brilliant and honest colleagues who know their onions i am again in passau germany we're looking springish over here Got a bit of sun going on nice temperature so we're, we're getting there Today, we are talking about internal travel management in companies, cost efficiency, special requests, and all that good stuff. And we're doing this with my dear colleague, Janina, who's one of the faces behind our travel desk here at IC Unit. Janina, great to have you here. Hello. Thanks for having me. So
1: first off, how did you end up at icu Good question. (laughs) So um, I ended up at SEOnet about pretty much exactly one year ago. Um, I have a background in hospitality and tourism industry. And yeah, now I'm here and doing travel management.
0: Let's dive into the topic. What are the most common obstacles you face on a daily basis?
1: Um, I think unpredictability says it all <laughs> so um, I think we face a lot of last-minute changes cancellations um, there are just too many parameters that are out of our scope so just too many things happening that we can't predict um, maybe strike lately storm for example um, and of course corona um, I mean there are things coming towards us and we have to react and you never know when something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: how important is flexibility?
1: Um, in the end, flexibility is key. So we always need to be prepared to act flexible. And of course, we also want to book um, and arrange all trips for our colleagues um, as flexible as possible. However, um, as we know, flexible often means expensive. And uh, you always have to stick to travel policies or there is any budget given. So that's sometimes the hard part to be flexible and still stay within the range or the frame you get. Right. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: So speaking of flexibility, are there a lot of special requests coming from the employees?
1: I think here it is, you know, not too many um, and if so, we know how to handle them, I think. Um, so, uh, well, I think the, th- the biggest thing is that, um, of course, whenever you have a special request, it means special work, maybe more work, and you just, yeah, need to to take some extra time to find out how how you can book the special request or make it happen. Um, but I think that's a general thing we shouldn't forget um, and keep in mind that. Our daily business or what we do um, always has to do with our colleagues. And um, many of them are not traveling because they wish so all the time and Mm. because it's for um, leisure or a holiday trip, but they travel for the profit of our company or the company you work for. And so whenever they have special requests, it just means they want to make their stay the most comfortable they can make it. And I mean, they would prefer to stay in their own beds. Every night, I guess, um, or at least many. Um, and we just want to make sure that they can have a bit of that whenever they're traveling. And I think that's something we shouldn't forget. And that's why special requests sometimes are okay.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, not to stereotype anybody, of course, but have you recognized any preferences regarding different nationalities, especially here at ICUNET?
1: Um, I think there are many things that you experience throughout your work. Um, it's not just here at this unit. I mean, we have people from all over the world, um, but there are some things that are quite common or that people know about also when you're traveling, not just for business reasons, but also um, when you're traveling on holiday or something. Um, I mean, it's easy to pick some some countries or some um, people to to show examples, I don't know if I should do that, but um, for example, yeah, yeah. yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, so um, for example, if we pick the US or um, Americans, um, they like to stay in in bigger hotel chains. Um, they like to, I don't know, they used to franchise, they like the concept of it. Um, I think much more than Europeans might. Um, we tend to uh, like very individual things sometimes. We're looking for fancy uh, boutique hotels, just just not the regular thing you get everywhere. And I think that's a big difference that you see. And if you know that, you know what you have to look for and what you can book. Um, and sometimes it's just small things. But also back from my times when I was working in the five-star hotelry, you uh, know that there is an Asian setup, for example. If you have um, Asian people coming in, um, Asian guests um, arriving, you will have a different setup in a room than if someone else is arriving. They like to have a kettle and like a tea setup because they're used to it, uh, and you have it in basically every place you stay in Asia. It's just uh, very common, um, as well as that you have a toothbrush and toothpaste available. And... In Germany, that's not a thing because everyone brings their own. Um, In other countries, it's just what you expect when you enter a hotel room. And these are things that we should know, I think, when we book trips and uh, look for hotels and other things, yeah. Interesting. But also, uh, it's not just about hotels, of course. We have much more (laughs) going on. Um, But also, for example, if uh, if you have an idea about Air India, they have, I think, 18 meal options you can choose from. Wow. Because... They have so many different ideas on on their diets and what they're allowed to eat and whatnot and what they want to eat. So, of course, they have to stick to that and find options. Um, But for us, sometimes that's uh, crazy and we don't really know what to choose, of course. Um, So you need to know what your your colleague wants in the end. Um, Yeah, but there are just many things. Um, And there you can see intercultural differences. And also, what may be sometimes hard to understand and what I also had to learn is that Just because we are used to it, or just because I know and feel safe traveling around Germany at night as a woman, um, maybe someone else might not feel comfortable with it. Because I think the main thing is that uh, the unknown kind of is the frightening part. And yeah, I might feel perfectly safe and someone else, maybe even coming from a huge um, metropolis, might still not feel that comfortable traveling around southern bavaria at night because they just don't know it and mm. yeah so sometimes that's really hard to um make or get the idea that it's different for everyone and um just because i feel fine someone else might not and then go one step further and plan the trip according to that yeah, yeah. So especially within the last two years,
0: due to the upcoming trend in sustainability and movements like Fridays for Future, etc., how important is it especially for you travel managers to offer different options?
1: I think it's very important. Um, I think it's important that companies um, have or update their travel policies accordingly just um, to make sure it's not just something that the... Well, the traveler can decide, but something that maybe the company decides for them already just to make sure where they want to go and that it's fine to pick greener options and look for them. What I think is very funny, but very good and positive is that you, f- you feel that people sometimes feel guilty or that they think they have to justify why they now have to take, um, I don't know, like in... What do you say? Like flights within Germany? Domestic, domestic flights? Domestic flights. There we oh, go. <laughs> yeah, so domestic flights, because, I mean, that is a thing that we don't really need anymore, right? Yeah,
0: right.
1: Um, because there are other options. You can take a train, and usually it doesn't take much longer. But still, sometimes there are cases, especially with our intercultural traders who are in a different location every single day, that you have to book it, because otherwise you might lose the job, or you're not able to do it, or it's just cheaper to fly than to go on a train, which is sad, actually. but. That's what we face right now. Yeah. And so, um, but it's always funny to to see that people really don't feel comfortable doing it and are kind of, I'm so sorry, but I know I have to do it. And I think that shows that it's not something you just do, but it's something you think of and decide what you want to do and then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the question
0: that we're all excited for, it's in the media, it's in every newspaper, Corona, <laughs> da, da,
1: da, da. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that currently affecting you or in the long run or how, how, does, how does that impact your job?
1: Right now, it does a lot, actually. Um, we have floods of cancellations coming in. And people have to reschedule. Um, meetings are rescheduled just because um, many companies try to have Skype or virtual sessions instead of actual meetings. Um, And I think that's good that that people are reacting, but of course, that means a lot of work for us in the end. Um, Yeah, we, of course, try to book even more flexible now or try to find ways um, to make sure we can react in case there is a change, in case there is a cancellation. We also feel that some colleagues just don't feel as comfortable anymore going on public transport. They uh, feel more comfortable taking their own cars or like company cars just to make sure um, they're in their own space somehow. Um, but they still keep on doing their job and um, yeah. But you can feel that there's a lot going on and people are just worried what's going to happen. And uh, well, you always just wait for the next thing to come around the corner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's also all you can do at some point yeah. to see how this plays out.
1: And also with the latest news from today that the US suspends all European travelers. I mean, there's going to be a lot more coming, um, but we already feel it today that you have to find other options, book people or book flights back to Germany instead of um, having them travel on to the US and so on. So, yeah. So as soon as there is a de- decision made from someone somewhere, um, you will feel it immediately.
0: Mm. Lastly, um can you give us any specific hacks or tips how um, to organize efficiently?
1: I think it's always good to have a plan B in mind, <laughs> so even before you even start. Um, I think sometimes it just really helps to be more, a bit more comfortable um, when you already know there, there might be another way to go, or um, if I don't get on that flight, or if I can't catch uh, the train connection. There is another way and I will end up in the place I have to be. I think that's important. Sometimes it helps a lot to prioritize beforehand. Also now in the time of cancellations and rescheduling that you just decide, okay, what is a part of my trip that has to be booked pretty early or right now just to make sure it can happen. Um, Long distance flights and so on. Right. And what is a part that you can really leave up to the last minute to decide um, and then see what is the current situation and how are we going to act? And I mean, train tickets are booked in a couple of seconds. You nearly always get a seat on them. So that's something that you can leave open until you know. And I think that helps also to spend less time cancelling and rebooking. So yeah, yeah. I think that always helps to just um, be a bit more relaxed while you're traveling. Yeah, I think that's the main thing you can do. Um, on oh, in times that we're all really focused on our smartphones, we always forget that sometimes a battery can die. <laughs> so I think sometimes it's just a good idea to have it written somewhere or just bring a paper. I mean, we're all against all the papers, but that's sometimes a good idea, just to have a little note somewhere with a phone number, an address, whatever. I think it helps a lot. <laughs> well...
0: This wraps it up. Um, Thank you for joining me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for all your efforts. I think I'm speaking for the entire ICU net staff, for example. Um, Thanks for always looking out for us, um, booking
1: our travels. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. And I think it's a good topic to talk about because it's not just business travel. Everyone's traveling. Um, And some of the tricks and hacks might be also good when you're not on a business Absolutely. And for you guys, if you're not
0: trying to miss another episode of our podcast, or if you would like to check out our e-learning courses, go to learnhub at icunet.group. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye-bye.